This week, Leaker found Fox pays up and Rust returns. Another, di- another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. Since Luke didn't say it in the intro. <laughs> Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. I mean, it's in the title of, of the podcast that they downloaded, so hopefully they have an idea of what it is. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it could be one of the other 10,000 podcasts I'm doing at the moment. Or they're blind. Blind people can mm-hmm. be listening. Yeah. So, I guess that's yeah. true. We love our blind people. Blind people blind. out there. Yep. Yeah. We, we see you. I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How's your week been? Uh, fine. Actually, not. Well, it good and bad. There was like one of those yin yang weeks where it's like, oh, this is an awesome thing that happened, and then it was like, and this sucks. This really sucks. Oh, this is awesome. It was like that all week. Just a good thing that was like, oh, that's pretty great, and then it it was very up and down for sure. I don't know about you. Life is a roller coaster. It was one of those weeks, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and it, uh, I woke up and there's snow on the ground today in April, wow. end of April. We're two days away, f- or one day away from 420, and there's snow on the ground when I woke up, which is like, what is happening? I mean, I'm, a, I'm at a yeah. high elevation, right? But, like, it's the end of right. April. We shouldn't be getting snow right now. This is just crazy talk. Yeah, uh, even even I am getting less snow. Getting so. less snow now, right. Yeah. Is it still snow at this late in the year there? No, no. Well, it depends. So, when I was a child... Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was a child, it could, uh, like, snow in, in May. Well, but... Uh, if I think back to like the t- the last five six years, I can't remember like the last time it 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 snowed in in May, but uh, yeah, ab- April ab- April <laughs> April it's not that uncommon that it snows, but uh, it's been a, a pretty hot uh, late uh, winter here. So huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Actually, this is probably one of the like warmest uh, like Aprils uh, on I record. Can remember? Yeah. Yeah. This is it's the exact opposite here. It's like the coldest it's ever been. So you know, switching everything around uh, for whatever reason, global warming or something. I I remember no I, specifically no. a very <laughs> the most distinct childhood memory I, I remember from this exact like time period. Uh, mm-hmm. would be 420, being a kid, maybe freshman in high school, junior in high school, something like that. It was like my first 420 party where a bunch of people mm-hmm. were like, hey, come over and we're going to smoke weed and skip school on 420. And I went over to this guy's house and they had a two-story bong, meaning Jeez. like there was a garage and then above that there was like an apartment that had a a window in it and so you would stick right. the, yeah you would stick your head out the window to use it so of course that's going to be like the most 
ingrained memory from like this time period because that was so nuts to, to like stumble across but i remember it being right. so hot that day like insanely hot to the point where <laughs> this upstairs apartment didn't have air conditioning and when we went up there everybody was just like sweating their balls off it was so wow. that was in my memory like this is totally different than that right so but yeah. you know everything changes yeah are you doing something special tomorrow um Oh, for 20s tomorrow, right. Uh, no, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> it's it's the 19th of uh, April for people that's listening in the future when we are recording this. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, 2023, last time I checked. Yeah. It's one day away from the 420 holiday that isn't really a big thing anymore. Like, I think it was more like a thing when weed was less uh accessible at least in america you know people right it was more of a counterculture when the, half the states didn't have it basically completely legalized um where now the, the counterculture is a lot less and the places yeah. where it isn't legalized already probably weren't going to have that kind of that much of a counterculture uh, or as much of a counterculture as say oregon or like california or something like that around right. it I mean, I remember yeah. when I was a kid finding High Times Magazine in a record store, an actual <laughs> record store that was selling actual records, which actually has come back. Everybody's right. listening to records now. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Everybody loves vinyl now for some fucking reason. It's the sound quality. It's way better sound quality is what it is. But It is better sound quality, but it's, it's like... It it's takes up so hassle. much space. If you want yeah. to have a really big vinyl collection, you're going to take up an entire wall of your house. Um, yeah. Because they're just so massive. Uh, what was I talking about? I don't even remember. Vinyl, uh, records. Uh, oh, High cool. Times Magazine, right. Oh, finding yeah. that okay. and being like, oh, wow. It was like finding, it was like buying a Playboy or something, buying High Times right. back then. Yeah. I, re I mean, like, it's not uh, that many years after me. Like, when I, when I grew up, in, I remember, especially like in the high high school era of my life, that was when like the first modem came. I'm that old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got <sighs> our first computer with internet in middle school. I mean, we're only a few. We're what five years apart or something like that, right? So. Yeah, I'm 44 this year. So it's a little crazy. Yeah, five years apart, pretty much. Yeah. I yeah. think that's my... I never remember how old I am. I think I'm 39. I, I, I think you're 40 this year. I think so. I don't remember I think you're right. I think I so. I think you have the big 4-0 this year. Which hopefully, uh, if that is true, I'll be able to remember my birthday for almost an entire year, which would be pretty good. It's going to be hard to forget the, the big 4-0. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I go, like, because I was born in 1979, it's it's pretty easy because I go from 1980, and I just plus one year. Oh, okay. That's that's how I remember how old I am. Um, were so you, did you ever join the military when you were younger? Me, no. I, I uh, never had so any interest either. No, so here's the thing. I uh, I was a pacifist when I was very young as well. I've always been a pacifist. Um, and I went... So in Norway, you have to 
uh, like you have to serve either like uh, military service or you have to serve what they call like uh, what you what do they call it? In, I don't know. Uh, more like it's like you have to work in kindergarten that year or yeah it's like more like of social service sure yeah yeah government jobs that sounds better Um, than going to the military yeah but if you're uh uh uh, sick with something you you just get excused and since i have hd uh what is it called again nowadays hdh H. I don't remember what it's called now. It was called ADHD, oh. but I think it's called ADH yeah. now or something else. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and since I have that, I was like, I I was resent. So I actually have a military passport where it says like not uh, usable <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> it's like stamped. <laughs> I never was in any military. I never had any desire to be in any any kind of military i remember the military you know being in the hallway in high school which i don't know if is that mm. a thing in norway where they just are like trying no, to because recruit it's, you it's, in your high school right so since the government is like you are you have to go to service i guess that's they true don't really they don't really have they to don't do that really, they don't really have to recruit uh, they do, they do, oh, yeah, I should say this, if you're a girl, you don't have to, of course, because girls, ugh, who wants them in the, in the military, right, right, am I right, right? I just read an article this week, I think it was New York Times even, that was like, ooh, female, um, mili- uh, female military recruitment is like way up compared to male recruitment in America? Yeah, in uh, Norway as well, yeah. Um, because they're, they, well, we've, we, it was a while ago we started allowing, you know, women in the military and in, in like combat situations and mm-hmm. they're taking a much higher role in that. I'm like, okay, not good. good. Them, I guess. No, I don't think that's good at all. Uh, yeah. is, I don't think it's any better to have a female, uh, blowing up innocent civilians as opposed to a male blowing up innocent civilians. I think it's pretty much the same thing. Well, well, then, 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 if they're not gay, they will just die with a pretty sight in in mind. That's that's how I think about it. I would rather be shot by a very beautiful girl than no. There's no nobody's <laughs> shooting anybody like that anymore. They're behind a drone screen or oh, that's right. in a helicopter. <laughs> I forgot about how it works in, in America. Two thousand and twenty-seven in drones. Yeah. Yeah, everybody else like deadly afraid. Yeah, I I have, I have read this leaky dick. Uh, yeah, it was it two days after we said why isn't this guy taken down? Uh, it happened. I think two days. Yeah. Oh, th- yeah. One day actually. It says Massachusetts Air National Guardsman member was arrested Thursday. In connection oh, with the disclosure okay. of the highly classified military documents about the Ukraine war and other top national security issues, mm-hmm. a guard, guardsman and IT specialist identified as Jack Texera, I want to say, yeah. 21 year, years old, was taken into custody without incident after FBI converged on his Massachusetts home. Uh, 
Merrick Garland said he will be charged with removing or transmitting classified national defense information on the Espionage Act. Uh, while the Thursday arrest was a pivotal moment for the investigation, the military mm-hmm. and justice department are still scrutinizing how <laughs> excuse me how sensitive government secrets shared in a chat room ended up around the world. Right. Yeah, that's that's kind of the question I have is like how did this twenty year old guy get a hold of this kind And of he's like not even like documents. in the He's uh, like like not classified to see this kind of documents at all. What you gotta understand is the National Guard is like mm. it's a branch of the military, but generally these are people who go to a military base once or twice on the weekend, like a right. month. Like once a month they go to, to a military base on the weekend and train and do things and fix things and help out with military uh, but training think, and things think... like that, but they don't actually like go out to combat there the purpose of the national right. guard is if we're invaded by somebody which right. is probably not ever going to happen at least not anytime soon but he's also it specialist so i yes, but i'm thinking happy. these are like highly classified documents so why why even well. if he was an it specialist at the level of national guard like these would not. There's no national guards person who should have access to, May, to these files. Right, I understand that, but maybe it's just fucking smart. <laughs> and he was able to hack into into this yeah. system. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's possible. Uh, it seems like he didn't do this in any like military. He didn't have any military purpose behind this, as as far as like he wasn't doing this. In the sense of, like, trying to get military secrets for another government, or he wasn't trying right. to do something in the vein of, say, Edward Snowden, or uh, somebody else like that who was doing it to expose specific military wrongdoing. He was doing it to brag to people on Discord <laughs> that he was, yeah. like... Because the, the Discord server he was in was, like, Hoorah, pro-gun, pro-war, and they were all kind of showing off their guns to each other and showing off, oh, look at at this we found out about whatever, they're probably, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some QAnon shit going on, you know what I mean? Uh, And Mm. this guy was showing off, oh, look at all these documents I have access to. Um, So yeah, it seems like it's not necessarily, you know the same as a lot of other leakers like reality winter when she she had a per the reason she leaked it is because she saw things that were wrong and leaked them mm-hmm. uh for a specific reason this person was mm-hmm. like i want to make my uh my army bro uh chad bro dudes uh get a hard on for me basically that's what it was <laughs> more or less yeah but uh of course he's russian so Everything is okay, because the Russians did it. The Russians did it, look. Texiera, I'm pretty sure that is not a Russian name. I don't know a lot mm. about the Russian language, but that sounds more uh, either American or Spanish, or I mean uh, Mexican to me. Mm. But yeah, no, that's uh, what they say. It's... Uh, He's working with the Russians. Well, of course well, he is. There is one person who 
the one woman who found some of these documents and were uh, spreading them, and that person was mm. like a Russian blogger, and so they're saying that the Russians were using this as dif- disinformation. Um, of course they were. I don't think that means that this guy was anyway connected to the Russians. I'm sure uh, there were plenty of other people that were even Americans who had their hands on this were, were probably doing the exact same thing no. that this Russian person was. No, no. Uh, you have to learn this this line. Everything is the Russians. If it's not good, then it's the American president. Everybody knows that look. You have to get in with the in with the deal. Uh, yeah, I mean the thing. The we talked a little about the things that came out of this leak um, mm-hmm. last week, but I had kind of said it seems like if they wanted to even no matter where these came from or what the purpose of these leaks were they are going to try to use this to go after chat room and server ser- services like discord and that's definitely right. what they're trying to do they they're they see this as a way to uh you know mo- monitor more uh US communication um mm-hmm. and go beyond what they already have access to uh they're gonna be like oh well now we need access to every chat that anybody's ever had and if it says anything about any kind of classified thing then we'll know and then yeah i mean that's there's so many privacy laws that you're breaking um going deeper than like the uh patriot act any deep like that's far that's not that's too far already and they're going trying to go farther than Mm -hmm. that so yeah talking about russian uh, Norway expels 15 uh, Russian diplomats accused of spying. Norway has uh, done this. Foreign Minister Anniken Hutzfeldt said Norway would not allow Moscow to use its embassy to carry out convert intelligence activities, whatever that means. It's the latest string of Russian expulsions since the full-scale invasion of Ukraine last year. Kremlin will respond to its weighing an appropriate answer. Norwegian authorities have monitored the individuals over time, in quotes, they say, before they were declared Mm -hmm. person non grata and unacceptable uh, or unwelcome, the government said. They must leave the country shortly, but further details about the alleged activities, as far as, like, the spying, have not been revealed. So... Yeah, I mean, it's James Bond shit, isn't, isn't it? Uh, I I think of like the McCarthy era of like uh, everybody's <laughs> a Russian spy kind of thing. I mean, these are actually Russians in the Russian, mm, you know, uh, embassy. Yeah. Embassy. So that's understandable. But this is like the beginning of a bigger like. Oh, now this politician is actually a Russian spy, and that anybody I don't yeah. like is a Russian spy. Like, I didn't go through that, but I've watched movies about it, and it seems like it was not, didn't go great for everybody. You know, but it makes me angry. I mean, it's it's it it is. I feel I feel more deflated than angry. Actually, to be honest, I all feel both. I guess I I just feel like everybody is like I understand that the sentiment is that. Uh, Russia shouldn't be in Ukraine. Like nobody's really 
discussing that. Uh, like I think we all can agree to that. But it's like it seems like you said this like McCartanism of of the old era is like sneaking itself like very like gently into people's mind again. And it didn't go very good last time that happened. The McCarthy era of uh, American politics is one of the low points in American history. It's just terrible. I think the biggest problem is for, well, you said like us being in, or Russia being in Ukraine, like that's the big issue here is that Mm-hmm. Russia doesn't see where they are as Ukraine. They see it as Russia. Right. <laughs> and that's the yeah. huge argument that is happening that nobody seems to want to go and negotiate about, right? Yeah. But uh, at least we have a peacemaker in Macron, so there's that. And he's working with China on secret plan. It's super secret when we know about it, right? Yeah, Macron wants China to help bring Russia and Ukraine to the table. Finally, Emmanuel Macron doing one good thing in his entire presidency. (laughs) Uh, He's looking to reverse a string of disappointing diplomatic forays by approaching China with a plan that he believes could potentially lead to talks between Russia and Ukraine. Macron has taken his foreign policy advisor, Emmanuel Bone, so they both have the same first name, crazy, Mm. to work Mm -hmm. with China top diplomat Wang Yi to establish a framework that could be used as a basis for future negotiations. The French strategy envisions talks between Russia and Ukraine happening as soon as this summer, if all goes well. Uh, This was uh, told to Bloomberg by people who spoke uh, anonymously. On his trip to China, the French president fell short of his goal to convince Xi to talk to the Ukrainian president. The two still haven't spoken... uh, the Ukrainian president and Xi haven't spoken since the war broke out more than a year ago. Macron is also infuriated allies last year after he said allies should, shouldn't should humiliate Russian. So. Okay. I think that a lot of this has to do with uh, oil prices more than anything else. He's like, I don't want to be stuck having to pay this much, or having people pay this much for, uh, you know, heat and uh, gas and everything else. I'm sure that a lot of European countries are feeling that way right now. Maybe not you, but yeah. everybody else. Well, definitely us, yeah. We have a electricity price that's cuckoo balloons high. Oh, I was saying, as far as gas price, oh, you guys are probably making a shit ton of money on gas right now, right? Oh yeah, we are making a lot of money but uh, gas in Norway is shit expensive because you're sending it everywhere else to sell it (laughs) well it's always been expensive one of the many many reasons why I don't drive anymore is it taxed hello there maybe yes oh that's why okay Uh, I think I think it's like like uh, I (laughs) I remember when it was like 10 crowns for a liter now it's like 46 or something. That's like ridiculous. It says here, it's not clear if Macron has support for his plan from Kiev and its allies, many of whom have dismissed the ceasefire uh, that would allow Russia to keep territorial gains. Many nations are also skeptical that China can 
serve as a neutral intermediary given its friendship with Russia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, I think I think it don't quote me on this, everybody, but I do think Norway is the highest grossing country for Teslas in Europe. I I think so. I think, uh, and one of the reasons why that is, is the extremely high high gas price. But I, I think like I, I think we're like number one in Europe of import of Teslas. Uh, it the other person that's coming out this week uh, against the Ukrainian war is uh, Lula of Brazil. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that, but he said. He yeah. was saying he's encouraging Ukraine to to go to the table and saying that U.S. the U.S. is pushing this whole thing uh, on them, which I think is true. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, it's probably very, very true. Uh, we haven't talked about him for quite a while, uh, but Julian Assange is still in prison. For people that doesn't don't know that. He's basically uh, being charged with the same thing that this guardsman that leaked the classified documents is being charged with. Yeah, and if you ask me, there's a difference between those two people. There's a huge difference because one didn't actually physically take the documents. The other one did physically take the documents. One of them just published yeah. the documents and is being charged with the Espionage Act. Yeah. But yeah, a group of Democrats sent a letter to Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland... Jesus Christ, is he back? He's a busy uh, guy in these days. Jesus Christ. I, I like I mean I remember that name from the Obama era. Oh, we we just talked about him. He's the one charging the other leaker, so. Oh yeah. Uh Tuesday urging him to drop the charges against WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange of his publishing of classified materials. Democrats uh, pressing garlic on the issue are led by Rashida Tlaib, Jamal Bowman, Cory Bush, Greg Cesar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilan Omar, and Ayanna Presley. These are basically the squad plus uh, mm-hmm. people. A lot of people consider Jamal Bowman like the male member of the squad. Uh, they wrote yeah. that Assange charges pose a grave and an unprecedented threat to journalism uh, journalism practices and the First Amendment. This is uh, in the letter. Press freedom, civil liberty, and human rights groups have been empathetic that the charges against Assange pose a grave and unprecedented threat to everyday constitutional protected journalistic activity and that the conviction would represent a landmark setback for the First Amendment. So. Mm. Is Bauman a congressman? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, he mu- he must be. Yeah. Yeah. I th- thought he was like uh, down one position. I know he's from New York, but uh, it's like it's weird. Well, let's look it up. Uh, representative of the 16th district of New York since 2021. Uh, okay. 16th congressional district. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, no, I, uh, what I don't, uh, I think I, I confuse it sometimes, uh, congressman with governor. 
Oh. Sometimes. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. It's probably that because I'm very bad at like the difference between those things. Uh, kind group. of no, no, but <laughs> groups including it's Amnesty International and the International Federation of Journalists have also called on Biden administration to drop these charges. So, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, uh, we should definitely, definitely push for that. I don't really understand why it's such a big thing for them to keep it up, but uh, that's me. The Obama administration was against doing this for the specific reason of First Amendment rights. Um, mm. And during the Trump administration, they decided, oh, we're going to find all these loopholes and try to get them in a, from a different angle uh, mm -hmm. using the Espionage Act. And then when it went back to Biden, they have chosen to not change the Trump policies. They're following the mm. same line of logic that the Trump administration was on this on this whole thing, um, which should should make anybody who's anti-Trump pause and go, why are they doing the same thing Trump was doing? But uh, a lot of people have blinders on because of the 2016 election. And what happened with Hillary Clinton? So, did something happen to Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election? Yeah, I don't remember. She lost horribly for multiple reasons, none of what? which being that the none of which more than likely being the, those documents. But yeah, I'm I'm sure it was Russians. Uh, do you have any dimes there in your wallet? You know, I just took back, I, I have like a change jar, and I usually like wait till it fills up, and I'll mm -hmm. go take it to the little change kiosk thing, and I just did that mm -hmm. like this week, so I don't know if I do have any dimes, but maybe I do. Do you remember how many dimes you had in your jar? Oh, no idea. It even tells you on the thing, but I, haven't, I don't even know. I think I got, it's a pretty small jar, and I got around like 35 or 40 bucks out of it. Okay. So how many dimes is it, is it per dollar? What, 10? Oh, 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. A dime is 10 cents. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, but it's confusing because a dime is smaller as far as a coin goes than a penny, which is worth one cent. And it dime is also smaller than a nickel, which is worth five cents. So I don't know why they did that. That, that part was just confusing and stupid. I'm completely lost, so... <laughs> the size of the physical coin of a penny? Oh, the size of the coin! I'm like... Yeah, a penny and a, and a nickel <laughs> are physically bigger than a dime. Oh. Even oh. though it's worth more, right? Worth more, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Now I understand, yes. It doesn't really make sense why they did that. It's really confusing. <laughs> I, I thought you meant that they were, like, bigger in value, and I was like, that sounds a little big. <laughs> oh gosh but yeah two million dimes oh i should have gotten how much they were worth uh worth uh two hundred thousand dollars were stolen from uh, a philadelphian uh police truck uh 
Right. They say the trailer containing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of dimes was broken to, broken into overnight at a Walmart Walmart parking lot. According to the police, uh, the whole thing just jumped on me for some reason. According to the police, the truck had about seven hundred fifty thousand dimes in fifteen pallets, meaning fifteen th- or fifty thousand per pallet. Thieves got five pallets and haphazardly removed the coins, spilling the coins all around the parking lot. We can see pictures of that down here. The trunk was headed to the Mint in Miami, Florida, from Philadelphia. Police say the driver picked up the coins uh, from the Mint uh, on Wednesday uh, and drove northeast where he lives. Authorities say he parked the trailer in the parking lot. And went home to get rest. It's not clear if he if he'll face charges, but another driver said that it's not common practice to to leave trailers unattended. I mean, I I see that all the time, especially at like truck stops. I mean, that's pretty just normal. I think. Right. Yeah. I guess it's a little weird when it's a the whole thing is filled with money, though. Yeah. Uh. It was unmarked as well, so they should. Uh, they had to n- smells inside job a long, long fucking way, doesn't it? Yeah, they had to have known somehow that this, especially since it was parked like at a random location, not in route even. Uh, they had to have known that this specific trailer had the had that in it. So I, that could be a reason that the driver would be a, a suspect. Because he's definitely... Right. But did he know that that's what he was carrying as far as cargo goes? I don't know. Uh, If I was a truck driver, I think you have to know what your cargo is. I don't... Right? Yeah, you would think that they would at least want to tell you. But if that was true, why wouldn't they send this in, like, an armored car? Yeah. Or at least have, like, uh, an armed guard in the in the cab with the truck driver. The other thing is, how the hell are these guys going to spend this many dimes? <laughs> like, where? what are you buying with dimes? Or if you're going to go get like them changed to dollars, they're going to be like, yeah. oh, these must be the guys that stole all those dimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why the fuck do you have so many dimes? Uh, uh, uh. What they're going to do is they're going to uh, transfer it over to arcade uh, tickets and get those little prizes from the arcade uh, shop they're gonna they're gonna trade oh, yeah. it in for dime store candy and then they're gonna t- turn that around and sell it uh, for profit uh, have you ever wanted to kill someone look no not really no? to be honest no I mean no? I you know you you think like oh I'm mad at that person but I've never been mad enough to be like I want to murder this this individual no well, welcome to having my mom. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> man arrested after applying to uh, be an assassin at rentahitman.com. And that is a fucking real website. Well, real is in quotes there. In quotes. Because yes. an Air National Guardsman was arrested and charged Thursday with applying to be a hitman. What's up with the National Guardsman here? First story yeah. and last story. Uh, he applied to be a hitman on a parody website. Uh, Josh mm-hmm. Ernesto Garcia of Tennessee came across rentahitman.com. I was he was searching for a contract mercenary job to support his family. He said, 
The website was created in 2005 to advertise a cybersecurity startup. When it failed, it would get inquiries for Hitman's services, so the administrator covertly uh, oh, co converted the par uh, it, it to a parody site with false testimonials of people who claimed to have used the services. Garcia uh, then applied to the website to work as a hitman in February, submitting, submitting his identification <laughs> documents and resume, as well as indicating he was an expert markman who earned his nickname Reaper uh, and was employed in the National Guard in July 2021. Gar Garcia continued to follow up on the website for about a month, submitting even more identifying information, including his home address and so a headshot. <laughs> It is so incredibly funny. He then eventually agreed to kill somebody for $5,000 in a conversation with an undercover FBI agent. This is the, <laughs> this is the dummy of the month, uh, I guess. It is, it is up there, yeah. Uh, they do sell some merchandise. Uh, you, can, you can buy a t-shirt for $20. That's the only thing. Is that actually? I don't know. I wouldn't go to that website. I know Fro is at that website, but uh, considering oh, yeah. that this is uh, being monitored by the FBI, probably not a great idea to go there. I have a VPN on 24-7, my dude. Uh, it doesn't matter anymore nowadays. <laughs> yeah, true. My, yeah, so Especially I since we're talking about it, and I'm going to post this podcast, too, but whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well... If the FBI is really uh, after uh, over a beast man that looks at weird websites from Norway, they are welcome to come and question me. Oh, yeah. yeah, remember that meme, my FBI man meme, looking through mm -hmm. my camera. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, are you rich? Absolutely not. I thought you were rich. Isn't that what you do this podcast for? Money? All the money you get from doing this? Yep, that's why. Just the mm -hmm. r raking it in. Getting so rich from podcasting. Mm-hmm. That's why we fly private jets I mean, all if, over the world. If somebody wanted to sponsor us, but we'd have to uh, be a bigger podcast, I think, for that. I don't know, though. We're super big. Come on. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. We're the biggest. We're the biggest podcast. Where one guy is from Lillehammer and one guy is from Oregon. I don't even you know if that's true. Otherwise? There's so many podcasts at this point <laughs> that could possibly not even be true. <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, Trump is going to tell the truth about the rich don't give a fuck. Hello, this is Trump. Where Trump tells the truth. Sorry, I was off last week. The rich are getting greedier and greedier and greedier. Even in Norway, before they used to calm down a little, so on, and make little noise, but now they're getting greedier. For the last few weeks or months, the prices in Norway is getting higher. For people with low wages, that means life costs more. I don't, I'm a low income person. I don't earn that much. So for me, the, uh, the increase in prices will have an effect. I don't understand the war, conflict all over the world. So that's part of the deal. But the rich people, they don't want to give us more pay. 
even if they, as it is, earn more money than ever. During the pandemic, the richest of the richest wanted the state to come in and fix everything. They wanted their still high wages, their high earnings, and so on and so on. Many of them even earned a sick lot of money. They never paid anything back. They think they are entitled to because they create jobs. Yes, the job creators. So they think that they should earn that much money. Lately in Norway, a lot of those people are angry. They're frustrated because they think the state are destroying the private initiative. They are fleeing down to Switzerland where they don't have to pay any taxes and blame, look at us, we're taking all the money and jobs away from Norway. Yeah, the same system who made you rich in the first place are now the big enemy. That is what richest people really think. Socialism okay as long as not for them. The state is okay as long as they get their big fucking share. Now we have a big strike in Norway. A strike like this we haven't had for years. Con workers' conflict in Norway are usually very silent, or they cannot compare to France with people raging in the streets and burning things and so on. We have very low conflict level in Norway. I don't know, maybe that's a Scandinavian way of doing things. But the richest people, they don't want to increase our pay. In my job, private security, I will even lose more money because the richest people because of the, how the model is. That is how we, we end up these days. Rich people are fleeing down to small tax havens, blaming everyone because they have a hard time. They're getting richer and richer and some people getting poorer and poorer. We need a new model. I don't know how hard I'm not going to go into that since I only used this segment for three or four minutes. But something is fucking wrong. When does the richest people gonna do anything? When are they gonna take their responsibility? When you see people are poor, when you see the, the, the planet is getting fucked, damaging, the sea levels are rising, the richest people said, yeah, that's okay, but we don't wanna pay for it because we create jobs, yeah. When people are poor, like, yeah, we know they're poor, but well, I earn my money and you are only jealous at the rich. That's how they continue to do. There are going to be rights in the end. There have been before in history because it's, it's only a matter of time how long you can take this while you're talking. You can say that like, I'm trying to motivate people to do rebellions. I don't. But history will repeat itself. It always does and people will rise, people will get pissed, and things will happen. I just hope we can sit down and talk and do something reasonable before that happens. This was Tron, the Tron tells the truth. Thank you, Tron, if I was a rich man. Doodly doodly. Uh, what musical is that from? Look, bonus points, if you know. I, I don't know what that is. It's Fiddler on the Roof. That was actually my guess, but I didn't say it. So. Yeah. Well, it doesn't count if you don't say it. What? You should read my mind, is what you should be doing. Uh, uh. Well, 
I have seen one of the most stupid reality shows of all time, according to Lucy Manigan from uh, The Guardian. I have seen Scare of the Dark. Uh, it's a Channel 4 new reality show. It's a, it's a Big Brother without lights on. <laughs> that, is, that is more or less it. How, how do they... So they have to live in the house... How do they cook with no lights on? Uh, oh, yeah. They have to do any, everything. Everything. Isn't that dangerous? Couldn't you, like, seriously injure yourself? Like, burn yourself in the dark I, cooking? I, have... That's I feel like there's good, some uh... kind of, like, liability there that I'm not understanding, yeah. but okay. Uh, but, yeah, no. Uh, it is extremely repetitive. It's very... Uh, stupid it's just like a lot of uh, fumbling around in the pitch black bunker mm -hmm. it is tedious extremely tedious and uh yeah it's 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 also very stupid and denny dyer is in it uh i and i love denny dyer uh uh, lock smoke into smoking barrels, uh, but yeah, even him uh, is just like uh, bored out of his mind. And it, do you know what's more more boring than watching people that are bored? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, uh, it's stupid. I hate it. Uh, I probably will give it a zero out of ten. And I, I think you should try to watch it. Alright, I saw, well, since you had a British show, how about another British show, Rain Dogs? This came out, I think, last month. But Tilly okay. recommended this to me. She said it was really good, so I was like, okay. Um, Rain Dogs? Yeah, it's about a woman who gets evicted. Uh, her and her daughter get evicted from her house. Um, and they, she has to go, like, figure out a way to either make money to, you know, pay her rent to get her apartment back, or, uh, you know, find another place to stay, basically. It's a, basically a story about a woman who's down on her luck. Um, but we find oh, yeah. out her ex-husband, who is in jail, just recently got out of jail, so he helps her out, uh, but he is maybe more of a nefarious figure, you know what I mean? He's a gangster, kind of... Uh, criminal type, but he's got money to help her out to get her apartment back, but that kind of puts her in debt to him. Um, uh, and then in episode two, uh, she gets a gig writing articles, believe it or not, uh, for a newspaper. I don't know. It's a, it's kind of a story about a woman uh, really low on, on her luck. That's more or less what okay. it's about. It's good. The acting's really well done. It feels pretty... You know, BBC, BB, uh, BBC. Sorry, uh, you know the camera quality, the how it's shot, things like that feel very similar to a lot of shows. But the storyline and the acting kind of make up for that. So I'd give it a, I'd probably give it a six point five. It's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes though. Wow. Okay. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to see another shit show uh, uh, that I also gave a zero? I have seen a lot of things this week. Uh, I saw uh, Till Death Do Us Part, 
Uh, Courtney and Travis. Uh, I saw this. I thought it was going to be a TV show. This is a. It is a TV special and not really a show. It is. Uh, And it is uh, Courtney Kardashian Baker because she's getting married in this. uh, Getting married to Travis Baker for the third time. Uh, For a third time. It is so good. Aren't you glad uh, that parts of it was in black and white so you can understand that it's very artsy look? I like the part where, at the in the very beginning, they have to justify <laughs> why they made it. And she's like, so how do you have all this f- amazing footage? Like the person asking them the questions. <laughs> and Courtney's like, oh, well, I had a videographer and a photographer. I'm like, it's a wedding? And, like, almost every wedding has a photographer or somebody, like... M- so, like, I don't know why that was even a question, but they're trying to justify, like, oh, w- we didn't just make a TV show about this. They they yeah. w- they had videographers there, and then we made the TV show about that, not the other way around, yeah. which I'm guessing they were like, we're going to have another wedding and we're going to film it for TV. I bet you anything that's yeah. how the actual, like, discussion went for this. Because some yeah. of the shots that are, like, not interior, they're, like, exterior from the... The whole thing, it feels like they either went in post back to Italy or <laughs> or they got those shots, you know, uh, before or during from like a third or fourth camera perspective. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because some of the shot, like some of it shot with like very different camera quality for sure. Yes, definitely. And don't forget about the black and white well that was mostly just the interview part right yeah yeah because that's so fucking that was just to be artsy like it was night it felt like a 1990s uh uh guns and roses music video is what it was it is one of the most awful things i have ever seen in my entire life i was so bored I just had it on in the background while I was doing other things. It was it was really dumb and really <laughs> very pretentious for some people who yeah. are like very. I mean, Travis Barker was in Blink One Eighty Two. I don't think this guy is like the most pretentious person ever. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. <laughs> and as far as the Kardashian go, Kardashians go, I think she's like the most likable of all of them. She is. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No. So I'll give them that. I'll give the whole thing a three. Okay. Yeah, I gave it to zero again. Okay. Uh, I guess a 2.5 is probably, like, more accurate when I think about it. Okay, cool. Uh, why don't you do another one, because you saw a lot more than I did. Yeah, uh, I saw Jane on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, about this uh, girl called uh, Jane Garcia. She's a nine-year-old. Uh, and she has a, sorry, uh, and she has an idol, uh, Jane uh, uh, Goodendall, uh, like ch- the chimp lady, as I call her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she has a very active imagination, and she goes on a quest to save endangered animals, or does she? Um, uh yeah and she takes uh, with her friend uh and uh, they go uh, with a chimpanzee called Greybeard on an epic adventure uh, to help protect uh, the animals around the world it's very 
childish. It's, uh, I will say this, uh, I think the animation of the animals, like, especially like the fucking tiger is atrocious. But then again, like all of a sudden, like they have a very good whale. It's 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 like up and down in quality in CGI animals in this show. I definitely have to say, um, it's uh, it's okay. I I I guess I I I watched two episodes and I wasn't that into it, but I I can understand why why. Uh, children uh, want to watch it because it's very like it's very children appropriate mm -hmm. uh if i had kids i would probably like make them watch this because it's like it's very like pro environment taking care of the animals blah 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 uh kind of things but bill gates I... is trying to get in your kids minds right yeah uh that's microsoft not apple tv no, they just think Bill Gates is behind everything. Those weirdos. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's true. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> I would recommend this to someone that's like five, six years. Yeah, why not? But uh, I'm not five, six years old. What? So. Yeah, no. Uh, aren't you surprised? A little bit. Uh, so I will give it a f three. Three. All right, there's a Netflix show that came out um, that was basically British 365 or maybe like a British version of uh, that weird other movie that's like 365. It was like an erotic thriller type thing called Obsession. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. I did. I feel like the, uh, the person who wrote this was like really into screen direction but really hated writing dialogue because like i mean it was like very light. yeah go ahead no it's light porn that's what it is oh uh, yeah i mean it's erotica i wouldn't call it porn yeah but it's okay. got this yeah, weird like thing where yeah. no like people don't talk they just like react yeah. to each other without speaking like uh, yeah like they have some kind of like telekinesis or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or not telekinesis. That's moving stuff. What's uh, where you can read each other's mind? Tele uh, telepathy. That's what it is. Telepathy. Yeah. 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 No, it's 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 so weird, and it's only four episodes, by the way. So it's pretty easy to. And they're get. randomly weird lengths. Like one of them's like twenty yes. minutes, and one of them's like forty-five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, I I saw all four of them because why the fuck not? Uh, no, I just saw two, and the reason is because it was boring. But I mean, it was well, like it is fucking boring. But it's just like I think I didn't. I think what saved it for me was good acting because holy shit, they didn't really have anything to act from. That's kind of my biggest complaint about it. I mean, you get the feeling of, like, uh, they put you into this place of, like, feeling the desire or what? What is it? Yeah. Where you, like, the compulsion to, like, uh, mm -hmm. to be with this person who, I guess we should say what it's about. about a guy who has an affair with, what, his son's wife? His right. son's uh, fiancé. Fiancé, that's what it was, right. They yeah. meet at, like, a family get-together... 
and the two mm-hmm. of them like touch hands and then it's just unspoken and electricity. That, yeah it's yeah. just unspoken at that point that they're going to sleep together because they touch hands right. while washing the dishes that was a little like uh. far-fetched to me but um yeah then it gets starts to get weird and kinky i guess is the best word for it yeah the the ending is terrible like you should like watch just like what happens in the last the twenty minutes. Oh, okay, yeah. maybe I'll go back and do that. Probably not, but just maybe I just will. Just terrible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This would probably get a. I mean, the acting was pretty good. I'll give them that. Yeah. The rest of it was yeah. not great. Even like the cinematography felt uh, a little bland. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I give it a. Jeez, oh, a three. Yeah. Yeah, I think a three is totally okay. Uh, the hunt for Raoul Maut. Jesus Christ. This is an IT1 show in, from the UK. Uh, it is uh, Britain's biggest manhunt. Uh, 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 told through like the eyes of the police and things like that. It focuses on 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 the crimes uh, he did. I have never heard about this guy in my entire life. Uh, I only saw uh, how many episodes did I watch of this? Oh, uh, there I I only uh, there's three episodes of it. So. I saw all three episodes of it. It it is uh, very like British crime. It's good, but it's very like if you don't know anything about it. I felt a little like uh, almost left behind in in the way that I I didn't really understand uh, some of it. Uh, very good acting. Uh, the cinematography was. Totally okay. Uh, I wish, I wish there were a little more explanation of things that was going on. Uh, but but it's totally okay. I will give it a five point five. Okay, let's see. Uh, this is Mark Rober. Uh, we mm-hmm. both saw this. Just one Good. episode out of this. Uh, Fro did not think this show was going to come out. No, it didn't. Um, it was supposed to come out, what, two years ago? Three years ago? Yes. Maybe two and a half years two. ago, I would say. Yeah. It's the first time we kind of heard about it. and uh, It was in the works definitely during COVID, right? That's got to be mm-hmm. what happened with it. I don't know. It wasn't that great of a show. It was... Uh, no. If anybody knows Mark Rober, he's a YouTuber, <laughs> science YouTuber, who does science experiments specifically... Um, known for, I guess the biggest thing he's known for is Glitter Bomb Prank, probably, mo- that's mm-hmm. probably where he got the most famous, but the squirrel thing is pretty big also. This first one was mostly focused just on uh, his history of, like, foam, what, elephant foam, which I've seen all those videos, so I don't need, mm-hmm. like, a 45-minute recap and then a f- one 15-minute part that's, like, new content. That's the part that right. I had the biggest problem with. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I totally agree. If you're a fan of his things uh, and I've seen it before, there's 
very little new material. Uh, and I, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I was a little disappointed in this, to be honest. I just didn't uh, really capture my imagination. I, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. It just felt very repetitive because I follow his things. It, it also makes me go, what the hell have they been doing all this time working on the show? Mm-hmm. Because clearly they weren't making content, because this is all just rehashed stuff that we've like like that it was filmed years ago. Like in some of these videos, yeah. he looks completely different because he's like the uh, whatever five years younger, maybe even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just him doing a voiceover, like describing how he what he did at the time and whatever, and it just felt rehash. If yeah, I just don't know what they've been doing with the money they were given to make a television show because mm. uh, they didn't need them. And if they did give them any money, they didn't really need it. So I'd give this, uh, geez, I guess a three point five. I was really also give, disappointed. Yeah, I give it a three. I mean, the next uh, episode could be a lot better. Maybe this is yeah. just a one-off, randomly bad episode that's meant to just introduce Mark Rober to people who don't already know him, which right. I guess we'll see. Uh, the Chow House, uh, or Chow House, is it called? It's from the Food Network. It is a competition program, uh, but it has moved, moved to Italy. That's why it's called Chow House. It's so... So important, they make a fucking big deal about it, that's for sure. Uh, it's in Tuscany. Uh, it's very uh, pretty. Um, but I think my problem is that uh, I am quite a big fan of like TV competitions and food competitions. Uh, and it feels very samey, samey. Uh, but it 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 it's, has uh, a very high level of insecurity in itself, where I would say that it's like it's it's trying to be different without being actually different. It's like, oh, see, we are in in Tuscany. This is a different kind of competition cooking uh, program and then they do the same fucking thing they do in every other like food competition program so i think my 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 problem is like they they uh, are trying a little too hard to be very very different without actually being different at all uh and that kind of kind comes out of of a little too desperate if you understand what i mean sure yeah so, I will give it a three. I was thinking, since we saw that show about the women who went to Italy to, to that apartment building to, like, date all the people in the apartment building, remember that? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, why are there so many... Because I saw two more recently that, like, shows that went to Italy or that were starting to be filmed in Italy, and I was like, what what's going on here? I just looked up for Variety... Italy's forty mm -hmm. percent tax rebates for international film and TV series are a magnet that has been crucial to luring oh. lost to shoot in the country. <laughs> These incentives are yeah. behind the current uh, 
presence of Oscar winner's new film, uh, Ed, Ed, Edward Berger's new film, Conclave. Right, so, yeah, that's why. They have, like, huge tax incentives to be filming in Italy right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's why we're seeing so many... I was like... This can't be a coincidence, right? There can't just all of a sudden everybody's like, Italy's so amazing. It's the greatest place yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, your turn. Uh, I've only got, oh, School Spirits left. School Spirits finale. Uh, did you see the finale of this yet? I did. Okay. I didn't know if you had gotten through the whole series yet because you were kind of, you caught up on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good cliffhanger ending, good wrap-up to it also, because you kind of get yeah. an idea of what what happened. But at the same time, I was left confused to a certain degree, because the you were introduced to, like, a character earlier, mm -hmm. and now you're finding yes. out that this character is actually a different type of character. Right, oh, that's mm -hmm. the best way to put it, right? I very much like this. This is actually one of the biggest, like, yeah, surprises. It's, I'm, I'm shocked that this Yaw show really talked to my, it, both of us. But mm -hmm. it's, it really did. It's really good. It's just got a really fun storyline and fun characters. Yeah, and that's it. And like, I just started seeing it being advertised places after mm. it's over. So I think now you're, or at least I'm going to start, I just saw a commercial this morning when I was on, uh, t watching something, I don't even remember, something on my phone. Um, I think now that it's over, they're going to start advertising it so people can go, like, binge it, which is an interesting mm. marketing strategy, I guess. But yeah, mm -hmm. the show itself was so, it was one of those shows that I kept up on every week because it was like I was excited to see the next episode all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd, uh, I'd give it a yeah. eight, eight. Yeah, an eight. I think I would give it an eight point five. Actually, really like that. The one thing is that it the ending had a very confusing part of it that I was like, I kind of feel like they don't know where they're going with this one specific part, but maybe they do. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, okay, uh, I saw Shimp Empire on Netflix, uh, documentary, uh, four episodes. Uh, do you like ships? Cool. Do you like, uh, David Attenborough things, uh, without David Attenborough? Cool. Um, do you like watching ships? Cool. That's uh, more or less it, uh, because it's like yeah, about chimpanzees living in a forest in Uganda. I mean, if you're interested in this, you will find it interesting, I guess. I couldn't care less. Uh, I thought it would be kind of like David Dattenborough-ish, but uh, yeah, no. It's like, yeah, they they are trying to humanize the chimps and it's kind of it's kind of weird. Uh, I gave this show a two point five. Oh, I just saw one one more thing. So uh, okay, yeah, let's Florida talk about Man. That one thing. Yeah, on Netflix, um, it's about a a guy who's wrapped up in wrapped up with a mobster. He owes him money. I think he's a he, yeah. He's a gambling addict. Because first time we meet him, mm -hmm. he's at uh, Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, 
Which is an interesting yeah. part of his character because later in the thing, somebody offers him what a free lotter lottery ticket and he turns it down. Mm -hmm. That's obviously going to be a big plot point for his character development. Um, mm -hmm. I've only seen three episodes, but I I don't know. I don't. It's one of those shows where I'm like, I, maybe I'll watch more if if I don't have any else anything else that I want to see that day, and I'm I just mm -hmm. on my list. But it's not something that I'm like going to go out of my way to like really watch the rest of it. I don't know. Did you see the whole thing? Well, here's where we are going to disagree because I fucking love this. I thought this was amazing. I really, really dig this. I have not seen everything now. I've also... I've seen four episodes, I want to say, out of seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought this was... One of the better things on on Netflix in quite a while. I love uh, the humor in it. It's very humorous. Uh, it it reminds me a little of Shock. Uh, if you know what I mean, it's Shock. Kind of like I, I don't. I think you're yeah. thinking of a Chuck is the one where he's like the FBI the agent. Guy. Yeah. Oh. I don't, I don't know if it reminds me of that humor, as much. Humor-wise, I would say so, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Uh, a series that I very much uh, like and you don't like especially like. Uh, I just don't like yeah, the no. last few seasons of Chuck. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I'm, as long as we're thinking of the same show, but I don't know. The one where he works yeah. in like a super... Or a, a, what do you call it? Supermarket, yeah. A Best Buy? Yeah. I don't know how you think that this show and that show are alike, but sure. I like Chuck. Okay, I just yeah. didn't like the last couple seasons because they were terrible. Well, the two last seasons were terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, but you know, I, I, I uh, 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 Get Shorty, it also reminded me of. Much more that. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is pretty much the same storyline as Get Shorty just... Uh, mm -hmm. Get Shorty, he's like an alcoholic, right? And in California, right. and this one, he's a gambling addict, and in Florida. So, like, yeah. other than that, it's pretty much the same kind of story. Yeah. And I love that TV show. Very much. Yeah, uh, it was good. And the movie. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I gave uh, the four episodes I saw an 8.5. Um, I'll probably give it a 7. I think it was uh, okay. good, but, you know, it had kind of generic, uh, almost network TV feel to it. Um, I think we both mm. kind of noticed that, like, a lot of these a actors that they picked, it felt like they picked them as, like, maybe a second choice to another actor who looks and acts just like them, <laughs> right? Right. Um, a lot of different uh, of, of the characters in this. Other than that, like, the storyline's super fun, so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the last thing we saw was uh, Power Episode 3. What was Power Episode 3 all about, Luke? Uh, it's titled A New Oregon, The Aftermath of a Catastro oh, Catastrophic Plane Crash on Earth, A New Consequence of the Power. The veil of political secrecy and misinformation is shattered, as, and the world as we know it will never be the same. Mm. Yeah. Mm, I mean that's a pretty good description. I mean we uh, have the main politician or the our politician character 
she's trying to get everybody to realize that this power is real, and mm -hmm. her, uh, she's the mayor, right? And the governor of the state is like, we can't tell everybody. I think that's who that right. guy is. Uh, but then she goes out against him and reveals it in a press conference. We have uh, our main, uh, I guess, high school student character. She mm. is rounded up in like a... Her and all the girls at her school are rounded up uh, and put in like restraints in the, in the gym yeah. in some kind of... Uh, it definitely felt anti-lockdown is what we felt like. And like it kind of mm. anti and this book was written kind of during or came out during COVID times. And so maybe that's what it was pulling off of like inspiration mm. for the person who wrote the book. I don't know though, but, or even if this was, this scene was in the book, but that's what it felt like in this. Um, mm -hmm. What other storyline did we have? Cause there was the British girl wasn't in this at all. Not at all, no. Oh, the, the, the guy from Africa, he's gets a job, right? Uh, because of the right. video that he posted of the of the girls doing the power. And this newspaper organization wants him to find more video for them. Yeah. Those are our main yeah. stories that happen in this episode. Uh, I really... Uh, I, I like this episode. Not as much as last episode. I still think this was good, though. Yeah, I mean, there's still problems with the whole concept of, like... Yes. How nobody is just... In this day and age of cell phones and things, like, it would spread farther and wider. I think we're supposed to assume this is a few years ago or something, mm -hmm. because... Uh, but, I mean, the kid shoots a cell phone video... Uh, Right, he—that's what he uses to shoot the video of the girls in Africa. So, I don't—I don't know. Um, it th that whole part of the logic doesn't make a lot of sense. And then just like what yeah. what this power is or can do, because now the other thing that fe we found out in this is it can be like transferred, almost like a vampire biting somebody. It can be like mm. if you get zapped by one of these girls, they can transfer the power to you. Yeah, that was a whole new thing. And then the organ, we find out this is done by an organ, which that also doesn't make a lot of sense when you really think yeah. about it. Yeah, because you would see that organ long before. It was, they said it was, it, it was possibly dormant, but that would mean that like just yeah. nobody in the medical, uh, in medical history has ever just noticed <laughs> that it was there and dormant. Right. Or it yeah. developed like all of a sudden out of nowhere, which that also... Yeah. Like, they just uh, evolved in a few days or something? Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's just... Uh, uh, but uh, I still give this episode a 6.5. I was thinking a 6, so we're close. Yeah. 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 Cool, Leo. Uh, hey, uh, Fox did absolutely nothing wrong, Luke, and you can't convince me otherwise. Uh, oh, wait. Fox to pay 7... 787 million in defamation lawsuit against Dominion uh, in a settlement. It, it's unexpected, you know, in an unexpected and abrupt end to a legal battle that had fascinated the media. Uh, they agreed to settle a much discussed 1.6 billion defamation lawsuit for obviously, I don't know, that's a little more than half, right? Something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
The parties have resolved their case, the judge says, without releasing any terms of the agreement between the two sides. Yeah, that's all we really know. I, the one thing I have heard this morning, I was watching a video about it. Um, there, Fox is also being sued by another voting company for the same thing. And mm -hmm. so for them to settle in this case almost guarantees they're going to have to settle in that case as well. So mm. that's interesting. Yeah, no. And uh, what is more funny is, of course, Fox is not talking about this on their own. Uh, well, why yeah. would they? Uh, it's un yeah. it's undisclosed. Like they don't have to r reveal any of that. So uh, I wouldn't if it was me. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Beef star David Show appears to file copyright on himself. Uh, on himself. Uh, well, it's a podcast video of wait, him uh, joking. It was his podcast, right? That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. but it was somebody else published it and then he DMCA'd right. them. Uh, but it was from 2014, the podcast resurfaced where he details his own quote unquote rapey behavior towards a massage therapist. Um, both clips from erection quest an episode of Cho Cho's podcast DVD ASA. Both clips were removed Sunday. Uh, they both received uh, the writers Aurora Bogada and Meacham Whitson, who had published these clips, both re received emails from Twitter alerting them of a DMCA notice that were filed by Cho himself. So, mm -hmm. yeah, what do you feel about this? Do you feel that he was? Do you think he was joking, or do you think this was a? I think he was story? probably joking, but I think. Yeah. Uh, He's also trying to hide his past and not like just right. accepting that that's out there for people to see and that maybe he made a mistake. He's trying to go yeah. after them using a DMCA, which is not acceptable in this uh, situation because it's like a journalistic, this is journalistic practice. Like there's no re uh, reason for them really. to accept a DMCA. They, which yeah. they can fight. I don't see anything in here about them doing that, but we'll see, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, he's definitely a weird character, also. Like, yes. He's a weird dude. Yeah. He's definitely a weird dude. Hey, uh, last week we talked about uh, rumors about the Harry Potter TV series, and we're joking a little about it happening the same fucking night. What? what happened? Harry Potter TV series announced with J.K. Rowling as executive producer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whoops. It, its series is officially set to go to Max, uh, the streaming service known until today as HBO Max. I didn't know that. Okay. Wait, mm -hmm. what? I was just like on there a few days ago, or I was just on there like yesterday, and I think it said HBO Max, but okay. Yeah, they're changing it uh, soon. Soon, okay. Days yeah. David... Saslav uh, announced the new service, which combines HBO Max and Dis Discovery Plus, along with tentpole series. Actually, oh, along with a tentpole series based on J.K. Rowley's books on oh on during a presentation Wednesday. Uh, mm. Yeah, so I'm surprised they brought her on. To be honest, let's see. Uh, do they say anything about that here? 
No, they're just basically like we're delighted to give the audiences the opportunity to discover Hogwarts in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, people are not very happy about this. Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson and Rupert Grant have spoken out against Raleigh's remark on transgender issues, while he Helen Bottom Carter and Ralph Fiennes have both defended Raleigh. I didn't know that. The parent company, HBO, produced all eight Harry Potter movies and maintained close ties with Raleigh in the years afterwards. The studio has signed previous deals with Raleigh for a spin-off franchise, the stage show Harry Potter, and A Cursed Child, a theme park. Uh, oh, and theme parks in Florida and California. So they're just basically saying they already had a working relationship with her. Right. Um, that was already in maybe contract. And so maybe mm -hmm. they didn't have even have a way to not have her involved in this, I suppose. That's the yeah. only explanation I can think of. Other, like, I wouldn't want her involved if I was HBO, but sure. Yeah, now it feels very... <laughs> it feels very weird that they're doing this. Uh, and the timing couldn't be worse, I guess. But uh, hey, if you want to read another book than Harry Potter, uh, you shouldn't read it with your eyes. That is straining for your eyes. You should use your ears like you're doing with this podcast. So go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. There you can get Harvey Le Teller's uh, novel, The Anomaly. Anomaly. Really good. Uh, my dad actually got me into this book. Uh, he he uh, got it in Norwegian and he's like, oh, you should read this book uh, by this French author. Uh, and it was fucking amazing. Uh, but yeah, uh, go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. Let's talk Eurovision. Uh, Azerbaijan, is that where we're starting? You want to start there or Armenia, the other A country? <laughs> yeah, we have two A's uh, this week. Uh, yeah, let's start with Armenia. Uh, I think that's the... Um, is it the better part of it? What do you think about well, I Armenia? Like the, uh, I like the other song better, but this was fine. Did you? Mm. Person I, I think that's just personal preference, though. As far as like quality of music, I think they're pretty mm. much on the same level, but just on a personal yeah. level, like I'd listen to the other song like more often than I would ever listen to the brunette uh, future lover um, but mm -hmm. I think that's just more personal preference than anything else I think what I like most about it is that it kind of like starts out as a ballad and doesn't fucking end <laughs> like in a ballad right uh, uh, it's very like it's it's a uh, it's one of those songs that uh, is Pretty on repeat uh, uh, at home here. Uh, I love the music video though. So I, I also I'm think very... that it, yeah. it if they do the floating effect from the music video at, on the stage, you know, wire work kind of stuff happening, right. that could be a really yeah. cool stage performance. Obviously, she can't have like the orchestra in the background, but she could have right part of an orchestra in the background. Or they could uh, do it on the screen. I, I think it would be more funny if she had the fucking bells she has in the musical video. I think stage. they probably like will. Like her punching the bells. Yeah. yeah. 
Or that would be fun. I don't know if they're allowed to do this. You know how WWE has those graphics that are like only on this. Like you only see them if you're yes. watching it on TV. But they did yes. that with the bells. It, yes. It would take some serious choreography to time it correctly. I would love that though. I would love that for your vision. Yeah, that would be awesome. But you know, I I really like this song. I think uh, I think uh, Armenia will qualify. I think there's absolutely no doubt in my mind they will. It's kind of very, generic very... as far as like the yeah. lyrics go, but I like the ending bit with the yeah. rap part of it, like where it gets way heavier. Yeah. It starts out as a ballad. It gets really heavy kind of beat at the yeah. end with like a background, like rock almost inspired beat to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'd give this a, a seven. I give it a 7.5. Yeah, not that far away from each other. Uh, then we have uh, Tural, uh, Turanex. Is that what you would say? Tural, Turanex? Except there's no space in between Tural and Turan, so it's like one Tural, Turan. Tural, Turantex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me more from Azerbaijan. Yeah. I didn't really realize we had two A countries before you pointed it out. And it's like, it's right, actually, it, it's some of the last songs yeah. we're going to do, and they both are the A. Yeah. yeah. So you obviously you didn't go in alphabetical order. No. Um, I did it by publish order. <laughs> this felt very, what, early 2000s kind of vibe to it? I like it because it's one of the very like few ballads this year. And I think it's one of the better ones. But I do agree that it feel like it feels very like it wasn't made for Eurovision. And that's like what I have heard people talk about. Oh, before. I can see that. I didn't think about that yet, yeah. but yeah. Um, it it feels like a summer song you hear on the radio. I was thinking early two thousands MTV is what I was thinking, or like uh, yeah. some teen comedy from the early uh, comedy movie from the early two thousands. Uh, but you, you know what? Also, this reminds me of it. Reminds me of Germany last year. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, we no whole. We know how good that did. I, I, <laughs> I just can see this in like you know, like I said, like a teen comedy movie during the scene where they're all like hanging out, maybe at the skate park or something, or they're at the beach. Yeah. I just this got that vibe to it, which this got like a night, like a chill kind of hipster vibe. I guess I like that mm-hmm. about it. Uh, I give it a, I give this one an eight. I gave it a 7.5, uh, but I have it in my notes. I don't think this was, will qualify. Yeah, maybe not. But it's not Eurovision-y enough. Okay. Uh, let's do... I guess we're doing Eurovision news. We talked about it doing first, and somehow we didn't do it first. I don't know how that happened, yeah. but... Eurovision I, final I to be shown at cinemas? <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that going to be in the U.S. or around the world? Uh, or? Just the U.K., yeah. Yeah, right. So this so, is this is only a U.K. thing if you're there, which, because it's going to be sold out, I'm s- sure it's already sold out, right? It is sold out, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, what they say is that it's going to uh, 
that the tickets are actually uh, out. Yeah, uh, Eurovision sold out in under 40 minutes. It, uh, I think it was like a new record. But yeah, uh, including Birmingham, Brighton, Cardiff, Darlington, Leeds, Manchester, Newcastle, Nottingham and Sheffield. And uh, they are already uh, talking about more screenings. Uh, so, also, BBC has confirmed the lineup of musical talent, uh, including last year's winner, Kalash Orchestra, runner-up mm -hmm. Sam Ryder, and other established Eurovision icons. I'm not sure. Do you have... Oh, it says uh, British Cla Go Goa is going to be there? Jamal, mm -hmm. Tina Kral, and... Verka Serduchka. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, I didn't know Goa was like actually that popular. They didn't. I mean, they did oh, all yeah, right they, that yeah. year, but okay. It was. A, yeah. I like that song. That's a great song. If they're, uh, they're going to perform. Also, yeah, Italy's Mahmoud, Israel's Neta is going there. Iceland's Dia uh, uh, Freer is going to be there. Swins, Corinna uh, Jacobs, and Duncan Lawrence. Uh, are they gonna? Are they actually gonna perform, or they're just gonna be there? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I say. Yeah. Okay. That so seems a like a lo lot of extra performances, doesn't it? Yeah. Like usually they have one maybe at the beginning and one in the middle. Right. So Where are they gonna fit I all this stuff? Uh. uh Probably a medley during the voting. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instead of having those cards of just, like, the countries and then repeating the same shit for right. an hour or whatever it is. Yeah, that actually makes yeah. a lot of sense. Okay. Could be. Okay, I have seen absolutely no movies this week. I have just uh, been focused on TV, but I know that you've seen two. I saw two movies. Um... Mm -hmm. I saw one that I saw because it was recommended to me on my television, and I was just like, "It." Every time I went into my TV, <laughs> they they kept recommending it to me. It's called "On a Wing and a Prayer." Guess what? It's a Christian movie. Believe it or not, I don't know how if you could have guessed that. Um, no, never. Got Dennis Quaid and Heather Graham. Uh, so two, you know, fairly well-known actors. Uh, it's about a guy who. I don't even know how to... He has a family. He goes to a funeral for his brother in, like, another state. They get a ride back with a guy who's a pilot and uh, on, like, a private kind of plane. And the pilot dies mid-flight, and he has to take over flying the plane. And he's only ever had, like, one or two cla uh, classes actually flying. So he has some a little experience, but not with this type of plane or whatever. In the first 20 minutes of this, I was like, man, this isn't bad enough to, like, actually watch because it's not funny bad. It's actually just kind of, like, mm. bad bad. But once they started using stock footage of weather uh, anomalies and um, stock footage of <laughs> different planes and different, like, military vehicles and stuff like that, the, the stock footage puts this over the top as, like, a bad movie. The dialogue's also terrible. I think uh, that's definitely the worst part. The acting's awful the script doesn't make any sense like in the beginning they're at a barbecue event like doing a bar the a barbecue competition kind of like what state fair type thing and they're like 
we've got ribs for everybody. And they walk maybe like, <laughs> I don't know, 20 yards away from this uh, fair. And there's just mm -hmm. giant field of homeless people that they just start giving food out My to. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus you didn't just, uh, you know, invite them over to the festival with all the rich white people that were in this like festival earlier. They're just like it out there. It's... Uh, so actually it's just hilarious um and you know there's a lot of just like uh you know because it's a christian movie everything's an allegory back to like following christ so like flying oh, the plane goodness. him and his mm -hmm. wife are in the in the cockpit together and they're like she has to be your rock she has to and you're on this flight and it's headed this way uh and they're trying to make it an allegory of life like with your partner uh it's very cringy uh, it's got 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. I would give it a one. <laughs> Sounds like a movie I need to check out. I thought, uh, like, in the first, like I said, 20 minutes, I was like, God dang uh, it, I'm going to watch this movie and it's going to be all for naught because it's going to be like, you know, a three or a four or something like that. Right. Uh, bad, yeah. but not like terrible, like funny bad. But yeah, this was, mm. this became funny bad about half, uh, a, a third of the way through, yeah. Cool. What was the other movie that you saw? I saw Cocaine Bear. Uh, this got yeah. added to Peacock, at least here in the U.S. Growl, growl. <laughs> it was very good. Very fun. The, you know, the acting is not is. great, but it's supposed to be a funny comedy yeah. movie. It's not supposed to be like a serious, uh, what, adventure uh, drama. So you got to like put that in the back of your mind. I thought... I remember you, or maybe it was somebody else saying you didn't think the special effects of the bear were very good. Mm -hmm. I thought they were better than a lot of animal uh, CGI, like ne right next to humans that I've seen, even in recent years. Um, mm. I think they did a pretty good job, honestly, of of mixing the two together. The whole okay. thing is based on a true story, but obviously very fictionalized. I thought the ending could have been a little better. Uh, mm. but everything else was just funny and fun and silly, so I'd give it a 7.5. Yeah, I gave it a 7 when it came out, so... Hey, guess what? I forgot that I watched The Longest Third Date on Netflix because it was so fucking boring. Uh, have you heard about this? I don't think so. Is so it a TV show this... or a movie? It's a, a documentary movie. Okay. Uh, it's one hour and 15 minutes of my life. I will never get back. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's about Connie and Matt. They meet on this dating app, and they go to um, Costa Rica for, like, uh, a month or something. And then uh, COVID-19 hits. Uh, when they are down in Costa Rica and they are not allowed to go back to America. So their date is being prolonged by like four months or something. And it's about that. Okay, scores? Uh, one. One, alright. Yeah. Okay, we got a lot of rust It wasn't news. even hilarious, it wasn't funny. Like, yeah. It's just bad. It's just bad. Well, it's a documentary. Yeah. It's not going to be, like, you know, funny like a bad... Uh, 
a bad movie. Yeah. Non or a, a bad fiction movie would be sorry. Uh, a bunch of yeah, rust so news, like I said. Rust, rust news, yeah. Rust, rust. Judge seals Alec Baldwin's settlement terms. Uh, the judge mm-hmm. hearing the wrongful death suit against Alec Baldwin, an array of producers and crew linked to the film set uh, film set shooting. So there we go. Um, mm-hmm. Say that to ten times. The New Mexico judge said the right to privacy for Hutchins' ten-year-old son overrides any obligation for the public discourse and ordered the settlement documents and approval hearings be sealed in the civil lawsuit again against Baldwin and other film crew members ignoring industry gun safety standards. So we're never going to find out really um, what they had to pay or anything. That's just not going to happen because right. the judge is saying this is, you know, just to keep the child more... To keep it away from the child and have it be less of a, like an aggravation, which makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, uh, second news, uh, Alex Bolt went to resume Ross production this week, of course, because, who t- like, uh, are we ever going to see this movie, <laughs> do you think, well, do you think this is, uh, is anybody like going to touch this? I feel like all? that's just it, um, it's gonna have a weird... Uh, kind of culty following of people who want to see it because something crazy happened on set. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how when The Crow came out, that was like a very huge, like, everybody knew that Brandon Lee died when that happened. And that was like one of the big, like, right. I, I wouldn't, t- they didn't use it as a selling point, but I remember no, kids didn't. talking about it and being like, yeah. oh man, did you hear somebody died like making this movie? Like that's right. a weird, I, I don't know why as humans, that's something that we want to like, oh, that makes me want to see the movie, but it, it yeah. it's true. It's weird, but it's true. But yeah, uh, I, I don't really support this. I think they should have. Uh, they should have shot the whole production when she died. That's my personal opinion. But uh, I, the only thing is, like, they already have too much money sunk into it, so they just are like, "Fuck it, we're gonna, yeah. we gotta do it." I don't know. Um, having Alec Baldwin still involved, I guess, is you have to do that also. So yeah. And now that the like the settlement is sealed and it's never gonna come out, there's not really gonna be any backlash necessarily. It's, right. I think that's what they're thinking. And now we're going to watch the audio trailer for Rainsfeld Dracula movie. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Are you okay? No. I need to get out of a toxic relationship. Mm, toxic relationship. Why don't you start by telling us what brought you here? I'm assuming this is the same trailer that I've seen, but it's from Australia, so it could be slightly different. Yeah, it's up, upside down. Right? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. It spins the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, what? I'm really looking forward to this. I am really looking forward to it. I, I am I'm maybe a little too high expectations for this. But I don't care. 
it's definitely from what I've been seeing, like doing you know rev looking at reviews, it's like super mixed. Yeah. I can see it being really cheesy, I guess. But I don't think it's not supposed to be cheesy. I think it's supposed to be a little bit, you know, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. More than like a, like a real vampire film. And one of the things that I like is that they are like not even showing Nicolas Cage. Well, they showed his mouth earlier, right? And you heard right. his voice. Yeah, but but not like before, like the the end of the trailer, right? Yeah. But you can kind of tell, even though he's got a fake accent, like yeah. it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Dracula. Yes. Only in cinemas. So what is this totally going to be Oscar-nominated movie all about? Renfield, a tortured aide to his narcissistic boss, Dracula, is forced to procure a, his master's prey and do every bidding. However, after centuries of servitude, he's ready to see if there's a light life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. Mm -hmm. 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% of Google users liked it, though. Yeah, and uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has also an audience score of 80%. Nicholas Cage, Ben Schwartz, uh, Nicholas Holt, uh, Aquafina mm -hmm. are in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I went to the IMDb. I uh, should do a good one first, I guess. 10 out of 10. Pixie Dust 33. Uh, bloody good time. I love this movie. It's endearing, a little spooky, and hilarious. Nick Cage is an excellent Dracula, and there were plenty of nods to his predecessors. Nicholas Holt is, uh, as he was in Warm Bodies, sweet, flawed, and vicious all at once. Aquafina is her usual plucky self, but showed her acting chops again. The supporting actors were well casted and added humor and depth to the script, and it's possibly the bloodiest movie I've seen in a very long time, but more like Evil Dead, mm. the old Bruce Campbell Evil Deads, which made... Uh, it a hilarious and cringy all at once. It was impre impressive by the new ways the writers came up uh, with to annihilate people. Okay. Uh, Michael S. Uh, gave it one star on Rotten Tomatoes. And he says, I was only, uh, the only one in the theater for this film on opening day and soon found out why. This was a terrible movie that I shouldn't uh, that shouldn't have been made. Uh, they tried to support a bad plot with decent actors, but that couldn't save it. I would not recommend this. Uh, a three out of ten from don't do not come to the cinema depressed fifteen. Uh, yeah, that's a good uh, advice actually. Just not very good at all, they say. Positive, some of the costumes, yeah. lighting, and set design were perfectly fitting for the movie. Some action scenes were good, and the cosmetic violence was kind of fun. The plot was okay. The overall tone and feel was fitting um, the negatives. The comedy doesn't work. No one in the ci in the cinema I was in laughed. The people are saying Nicolas Cage was great. Uh, no, he wasn't. This was by no means a great Nicolas Cage performance, and he could 
could have been far better than this, although the plot was okay, the execution of it was dull, and overall this was just not good and quite disappointing. Mm-hmm. Catherine gave it full stars and said the storyline was great. The acting was wonderful. I usually don't go to horror movies, but I love Nicolas Cage. I would definitely recommend this movie. Uh, yeah, there's a 4 out of 10 here that says, Nick. this is just the title of it, Nick Cage is fantastic in the movie that doesn't know what it wants to be. So. Yeah, yeah. Also coming out, uh, Blind Willow Sleeping Woman. That's a fucking t- terrible title of a movie. Yeah, there's an apostrophe um, in the middle there for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Blind Willow Sleeping Woman. Probably based Sounds on a like book. A- I bet you it's based on a book. I will bet that as well. Uh, it's Dutch. A giant talking frog and an elusive cat <laughs> help uh, a listless bank employers, his terminated wife and a lonely accountant seek meaning in their life and possibly save Tokyo from catastrophe. This sounds like a wedge anime movie. Definitely anime uh, sounding. Yes. Oh, it's drama slash coloring drama. Whatever that means. Hmm. Coloring cartoon. Uh, this has 7.1 on, out of 10 on IMDb. 79% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Sweetwater. Nathaniel Sweetwater Clifton, star attraction of the Harlem Globetrotters, changes the game of basketball when he becomes the first African-American player to sign a contract with the NBA in the fall of 1950 uh, got Carrie Elways, uh, Jeremy Piven mm. and Everett Osborne I'm seeing a 6 out of 10 on IMDb and that is it it's got James Caan in it also oh, I've seen the commercial for this actually <laughs> just blew the microphone out but oh uh, <laughs> uh, wait I'm good, seeing it's got a, it's such a good reference it's got a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, so... Hey. Yep. You know where Khan is from? What movie it is from? Yes. Mm. Okay, good. Uh, Mafia Mama. Another movie about my mom. <laughs> Mild-mannered uh, suburban mom uh, unexpectedly inherits her late grandfather's mafia empire in Italy. Guided by the firm, trusted concierge, she hilariously defines everyone's expectations as she finds her stuck in the middle of a deadly mob war with Tony Collette from the TV show that we're watching at the moment. Uh, Yeah, this has uh, 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a whopping 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 69%. Ooh, nice. Like this uh, movie on Google. Nefarious. On the day of his scheduled execution, a convicted serial killer gets a psychiatrist that he's... Uh, a, oh, tells a psychiatrist that he's a demon who can possess his body as the... Evaluation ends. He is also he also tells the doctor that he will soon commit three murders of his own. Oh, the doctor will commit three murders of his own. Thirty uh, percent mm. on Rotten Tomatoes, but a six point nine out of ten on IMDb. Nice. Eighty-seven uh, percent mm. like this movie on Google. This has Sean Patrick Flannery, which is a name I haven't heard in years. <laughs> Was he in the Boondock Saints? 
Yeah, I think so, right? He was one of the... Yeah, he was yeah. the main character in the Boondock Saints, right? Yeah. He... From the well, li- one of... late 90s. One of the brothers, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, talking about movies I want to see... <laughs> uh, uh, I really want to see this. I've seen the trailer and it looks fucking strange. Uh, the Pope's Exorcist... Uh, Father Gabriel Armert, chief exorcist of the Vatican, battles Satan, an innocent possessing demons, a detailed portrait of a priest who performed more than 100,000 exorcisms in his life with, uh, uh, what is his name? Um... Russell Crowe? That's his name. Uh, Russell Crowe. There you go. There we go. For some reason. Uh, uh, And Frank Nero plays the Pope. That's funny. Uh, 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. 83 on Fandango. But 91% of Google users like this movie. And it's got an 83% audience score also. So, Mm, But Mm. I also, from a person... From somebody personally, I heard that it's bad. So that that that's that. That's one of the reasons why I want to see it. To be honest, I also have heard it's terrible. I mean, I think obviously Renfield is the one we both want to see, right? Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know what my second one would probably be. Mafia Mama. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Tony Collette, so. And why, the, it why sounds not? like an interesting story also you know mobster kind of movie which are usually fun usually uh next week we will do news of the week tv and movies of the week the last eurovision country uh power episode four and we will do another digital review of the tank that is a documentary about a tank in in serbia that is left alone. Well, That's you're assuming. What I think it is. Well, what kind? You're you're thinking like a military tank? Military tank in Serbia looking for its dad. And I was gonna say, how do we not know this is about like a water tank? <laughs> I could also be right, or a gas about, gas about tank. Gas tank. It's just a oh. movie told from the perspective of the gas tank of a car. <laughs> Remember that? What was that movie? Twenty dollar bill or whatever, where it just follows yes. the twenty dollar bill around. Yes, it's that except with the gas tank of a car, and like uh, it talks to you. It's like a anthropomorphic gas tank. That's what I think it's probably it is. <sighs> what is that Nicolas Cage movie called where we follow uh, 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 the the life cycle of a bullet in the beginning? Oh, uh, God's Lords of War? Lords of War. Mm-hmm. Love that fucking movie. Uh, Love that movie. It was One of fine. My favorites. I remember thinking at the it time when it came out, it was kind of like weirdly propagandistic. Because just the, mm-hmm. the timing of it. I don't remember why specifically, but I remember that. <laughs> I know it's kind of <laughs> lauded by a lot of like weird right wing people also, so there's that. Yeah. Do you remember the movie Tank well, from 1984? I do. Uh, wasn't that... Uh, I don't remember. I think it was this... James Garner, wasn't it? <sighs> oh, I'm thinking of Tank Girl. 
No, that, that was the 90s. I remember Tank yes. Girl. No, Tank was yes. from the 80s. It was about a guy who, like, stole a tank and then was being chased oh. by the police for some reason. I don't remember, like, the plot, really. I just remember him running over <laughs> shit in the city with a tank and being, you know, a young kid being like, that's fucking awesome. I want to run shit over with a tank. Right. I'm going to find a trailer. Maybe we can watch that at the end of the show. We, we, we will maybe do that. Uh, did you watch anything from Coachella? I didn't see a single... Uh, I mean, I saw photos and things like that of people, but I didn't see like a, um, any performances, if that's what you mean. Oh, yeah, that's uh, exactly what I mean. Uh, I watched Blackpink. Uh, that was fun. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, uh, Björk. That was very fun. I mean, there was the big controversy uh, with what's his name, uh, Frank Ocean, who yeah. he showed up an hour late, and uh, and he's like, he didn't like say anything, and then also went out early. Well, he did a <laughs> he, he did like a short performance, but I heard he was yeah. like injured or something. That's what like one of the rumors is that it he right. was injured, and that's why it didn't happen or whatever it still doesn't explain yeah. why he would be late without ever saying anything to anybody the thing about it is like coachella it's not like there's just one stage of music there's like multiple stages right. happening at once so if you're standing there waiting for frank ocean for an hour and a half you're missing something else yeah. somewhere else and it's like yeah the, the you've spent a thousand dollars plus probably for a weekend of like the, whatever and wasting an hour and a half is you, you, that, you know, he's basically wasting people's money is my point it's just yeah. rude and it's bad optics for sure for him uh, I mean he's I, I think some of his music's okay I don't I'm not a huge fan so I'm I think it's okay it's something I would go out of my way to like listen to but uh, it's okay I, I thought I thought uh, like in all honesty I thought Blackpink's uh, concert was uh, amazing like really I I don't care who who says anything else but yeah it was very very fun um, okay uh, we have some news uh, that uh, I saw during the show actually uh, Netflix uh, cancels the entire Bling Empire franchise in one fell swoop this is a little bit sad uh i like the original i thought there were two spin-offs this is saying no. bling empire and bling empire you new york but wasn't there the yeah. one that was in saudi arabia that was something mm, empire that wasn't bling. no that wasn't bling empire what was it called then let me look it up um also called something else but yeah no uh the three three first seasons of bling empire is probably one of my favorite like uh reality shows of all time i really dig them uh, because it's kind of like it's so weird but uh yeah no bling empire new york not a big fan it's called dubai and bling dubai bling yeah i feel like it's probably produced by the same people don't you i mean i don't know for sure let me I, i'd have to do a lot more research but like it's on the same. It's on Netflix, and it's called Dubai yeah. Bling, and there's Bling Empire. Mm, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, talking about uh, the movies, we definitely need a remake of Luke. <laughs> That's an absolutely no one. 
Twilight TV show in early developments at Lionscape TV. We're making a Harry Potter TV Fucking show. Hell. So we might as well do, you know, Twilight, which came like the the movie series kind of like paralleled each other and were for different, slightly different audiences, but had a lot of crossover. And I think that's what's going to happen here is you're going to see, you know, the Twilight kids that we saw during the movies things and then the Harry Potter kids. And there's like the separate groups. And then sometimes they cross over a little bit. But the difference is that the Twilight series was shit. The Harry Potter books were okay. Uh, actually, some of them were very, very good. None of the Twilight books are good. And yes, I have read them with my eyes. All three of them. They are terrible. Terrible! Okay. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, we talked about the H3 thing last week with the MCN, and they actually mm -hmm. got the money. Like, literally yeah. the same day, I think. Right? On Wednesday. Right. Uh, I remember, I think, yeah, because I watched their podcast later that night after we got after I got done editing and everything, and they found out live on the podcast um, mm -hmm. that they had won the settlement. Or not settlement, just uh, what do you, negotiations, because they weren't actually in any yeah. kind of lawsuit yet. But mm. I wonder, I haven't heard anything from any other creators who kind of came out and said that they were having the same problem yet. So that's kind of yeah. weird. But I would assume that since we haven't heard anything, it probably means that that company has, you know, reached out to a lot of those people at least. Right. Uh, Netflix is not having a very, very good week, to say it mildly. Uh, because... Uh, First, Love is Blind got delayed uh, super much. Uh, it was very anticipated by people that were. It was going to be a, li a live uh, yeah. reunion show? Right. Mm hmm. And they, have to, they had to uh, take it uh, the day after or something, uh, after technical issues and things like that. But that's not. Uh, entirely uh, all the thing because uh, con con uh, contestants says uh, producers deprived them of food, sleep and preyed on their ex anxieties and refused to let them quit so a lot of them are now suing Netflix okay um... so they are not having the best Time of their life to save my life. What else happened this week? Oh, D'Angelo Wallace returned to YouTube after I don't know year or something yeah. of not posting. Uh, it's something like that. Uh, well, there was one video that he released just kind of explaining the situation as far as like his mental health was the issue and things mm -hmm. like that. But I wouldn't really consider that like a comeback. That was more like an just hey guys like. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the word for it? Just, you know, letting people know what was going on. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't consider that like a comeback video. You know what I mean? So I think it's been maybe a year and a half, two years since he's posted. So I, I, I always liked his commentary stuff or their commentary stuff. Mm -hmm. A male player disguised as a woman uh, sheets his way through a championship tournament in chess. 
in Kenya, in Nairobi, a sneaky man dressed as a woman managed to shoot his way through the female section of the tournament. And uh, yeah, if you see a picture of this person, it's kind of easy to say to see that it's a man because it's very high and have, even though he has a burqa on, you can clearly see that he has kind of like a male persona. I'm reading an article from Screen Rant right now that says that Netflix created uh, Dubai Bling as a spin-off of Bling Empire. Oh. So, I don't know. I think maybe that... Well, that show was probably never going to come back for a second season anyways. So, no. there's no reason to really announce that it was canceled. <laughs> That's it's never, ever going to come back. Right. No. Uh, even in this article, it says everybody preferred Bling Empire to Dubai Bling, so yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and NPR quits uh, Twitter after being labeled as state affiliate media. Yeah, I they replaced didn't like that, much. that. I had that in our TV news, but our, the Fox defamation suit was like a bigger story. Yeah. I just replaced that one, but yeah. Uh, there was a few different. I, th I think there's a French news organization or something that also removed itself from Twitter for basically the same reason. There's mm -hmm. a few, it's kind of becoming a, a thing that lots of different, pe not only news organizations, but journalists also are like, fuck this place, basically. Uh, Sneeko was on a live stream with a few people, but I know Aiden Ross was yeah. there, and he would not denounce Hitler as evil. Nope. Yeah, uh, so he's just going full Nazi now, Good I guess. Views. Good for you. I mean, he, he was seen hanging out with fucking Kanye that one time, so, you know, I th think they're all probably getting the same, their information from the same place. Um, uh, yeah, uh, SpaceX had a Starship flight test, uh, this week. That was kind of fun. Wasn't there a problem with it, though? Yeah. I heard there, was it a delay, or was that, like, actual, like, Malfunction. No, it was delay. Oh, it was a delay. Just a, okay. Yeah, very small delay. Joe Rogan did something good for once and defended Devin Mulvaney uh, and Bud Light against weirdos, which was pretty weird uh, for him to actually do something good right. for once. Are we going to take about talk about fake uh, Joe Rogan? Oh, you can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You found uh, this channel I've... that does little video. <laughs> it is Joe Rogan videos. Yeah, it is so fun. It's called uh, the Joe Rogan AI Experience. Uh, two episodes is out right now. Uh, uh, where they uh, have used a fictional... It's a fictional podcast where everything is AI uh, generated through language models. And uh yeah it sounds exactly like him it's scary it's very very interesting uh one of the, uh, the first episode is with fake salt uh sam altman that is like the the guy behind chat uh, gpt mm -hmm. and the second one is uh, donald trump very two very 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 interesting episodes uh you should check it out if it you would be fun. super easy to create a fake us podcast as well just because there's so much content yeah. of us out there and with joe rogan it's this it's even more it's just so yeah. much joe rogan uh sound clips to pull from to you know 
generate that AI voice that it's going to be super accurate. There's a it was very very fun channel I follow that's like a H3 kind of um clip channel kind of I guess, but they they do like um history of the lore. Yeah. Yeah, do you, do you follow the same I think H- it's called yeah, HG podcast lore i think it's called something like that but uh if you look that up you'll find it they do like an ai bot type thing with ethan's voice also which is not him but it's just like they're using it as a tool which is super interesting yeah all right you want to check out this trailer you got anything else uh no um i just found food theory why have nobody told me about food theory before the YouTube channel? I don't, I'm mm-hmm. surprised you had never heard of it before, yeah. I yeah. don't follow them, but they're kind of interesting. Yeah. They had, uh, uh, the reason why I watched them uh, was because they made a video about uh, uh, like the, the supplement business uh, uh, of uh, oh, uh, Logan Paul. The drink business. What is it called again? Prime? Prime, yeah. They did a taste test for Prime, uh, and also like showed the science behind it. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I get recommended their videos all the time. Not that I follow them, but yeah. they just end up on my recommended. Just uh, probably because of other food channels I I also watch. That's probably why. Yeah. Uh, if you want, to, before we go into this tank, because that will be the last thing we do. Uh, if you want to listen to me talk about wrestling. Check out that wrestling show with me and Bill. Uh, we talked about CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk uh, last week. And uh, yeah, it seems like he's returning. Do you have any opinion about that whatsoever? I mean, it should be interesting. I don't think it's going to be like yeah. a huge uh, explosive thing. I think a lot of people are kind of... It's going to, you know... It's going to be a return to mild uh, reaction is my expectation, but it could be booze, Mm. and that could be good, I guess. Yeah, I hope he returns as a heel and and uses this. I was just thinking about, like, the initial him coming out. I feel like it's going to come, he's going to, it's going to be mixed. Some people are going to love him, some people are going to hate him. Well, he's returning in Chicago, so there's that. Oh, oh. I still think I still think it's going to be mixed after everything that's happened okay. in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Okay, let's watch this trailer for a movie I have never heard about. It's Tank with James Garner from 1984. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. I don't know that I've ever even seen this trailer either, so... Well, I have never seen this movie. That's for fucking sure. It's really quiet. Okay, so he didn't steal. I remember him stealing the tank, but apparently he bought the tank. Oh my god, he looks so young. Mm hmm. This has got to be right around the time he was doing, uh, what is it called? His, well, his TV show. Right. And here we have uh, the guy from uh, Pig. Pig? Which Pig? Yeah, the Pig movie. Oh, was he in that? Oh, yeah. He's. I mean, he's been in tons of stuff. Yeah. I don't know what the guy's name is, but... I want to know everything. 
thing lately. No, I don't remember what that pig movie was called either. Babe! <laughs> oh, he was the <laughs> farmer from Babe. Yes. I was thinking you were talking about Pig, the movie from last year. Oh, with, with yeah. Nicholas Cage, yeah. No. I was thinking of Babe. And Babe in the City, one of the worst sequels. I saw it in the theater and I remember being super disappointed. <laughs> so bad. I love a babe though. be shot trying to escape. And they've got the odds. They got the odds. It's so fucking nice. But he's got a tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when was this made? 84. 84. So right around Rockford uh, Rockford Files is the name of the TV show I was trying to think of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and of course, there's a hot girl that's got to come with him. Of course. I got to get out of this town, mister. Yeah. <laughs> what? I think your la last name is Harrison. I don't really He's going to hit him with the thing, obviously. Yeah. She was in Tree's Company, I remember. You know what this reminds me of is uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Totally Smokey and the yes. Bandit vibes. Yeah. It I can see that. I mean, it's probably made around the same time, also. Yeah. We're running to the law. Can I say that I, I don't really want to see this movie. Is that okay? And that's fine. But look at that. That's When you when I was 10 or whatever, yeah. when I saw this movie, that was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, we running. ran over things. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin Komsky. Never heard of him in my entire life. Yeah, I remember... I think I only ever saw it maybe once or twice when I was a kid. But uh, mm. I do remember seeing it. And being, like, you know, as a young kid. It's got 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to see a good Tank movie, watch Tank Girl. Because that's... Uh, I wonder if there's a riff track of this. That's a good question. Mm, of tank? I, yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. wondering, because that would be fun, but I don't see one. Yeah. No. Well, I, I think I will recommend Tank Girl instead. I would say that's a funner movie, probably. This one, I would yeah. guess, would be fun to like make fun of, like, in a, you know... If we were to do something with like a uh, triv or something like that, yeah. Tank girl with ice tea and Naomi Watts. That is a hundred and ten percent true. Okay, uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another di another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.